Chapter 6 Tobias, where are you? The Flybrain has you. Fight it! Yo, Tobias, Marco said. Come on, get a grip. We don't have a lot of time. Tobias, it's me, Aximili. Reassert your individual consciousness. Say what? Marco laughed. Reassert his what? Then, there came a shaky, uncertain thought-speak voice. Uh, hello? It's me. I mean, it's me, Tobias. I was inscribing crazed fly circles around the bathroom. I did a quick somersault and landed upside down on the ceiling. My claws gripped tiny irregularities in the paint, and the sticky pads on my feet did the rest. Tobias, where are you? Are you okay? I guess I kind of lost it there for a minute. Well, that happens sometimes with a new morph. You know, until you get used to the animal's instincts. Yeah, Marco said. But then you can reassert your individual consciousness. Tobias, where are you? Well, it's smooth. Um, it was different when I first landed here. It was smooth and white. Wet, though. There's dampness on the surface. And I think there's a big lake or something below me. Are you right side up or what? I'm sideways. I'm sideways on a smooth, damp surface I think was white. And there's a big lake below me. We all considered that description for a moment. Oh, man! Marco yelled. Tobias, you're in a toilet! Tobias, get out of there before someone flushes, I said, stifling the urge to laugh. I'm... Remember how I said it was different when I first landed here? It was light. Now it's dark. We all considered this new information for a moment. Ugh, gross! Marco said, half laughing, half scared. Tobias? I think the reason it got dark is that someone sat down. Wait. You're saying I'm in a toilet bowl. And someone sat down. But then... Oh, man. Caution. Falling objects. Marco said. What does all this mean? Axe wondered. Tobias, I think for the sake of safety... And also for the sake of avoiding something way too gross to even think about, you need to get out of there. How? How? The exit is blocked, to say the least. Try the space between the toilet seat and the porcelain. Oh. Look for the light. There will be some light shining through, I said. Go into the light, Marco said. Get out of there. The space! I found the space! I am completely confused, Axe confessed. Okay, I'm out, Tobias said. This so totally sucks. I'm starting to wish the elements had never given me back my morphing powers. It's the glamorous life of a superhero, Marco said. Speaking of glamour, we need to find the gate and get on the plane, I reminded everyone. 
Rachel and Cassie are probably already there. I can find the door from the air currents, Tobias said. Yeah, fly against the influx of air. That should get us out into the terminal. Then all we have to do is pick up the scent of that diaper and follow it to the gate. Hey, Tobias can lead the way, Marco said brightly. He sort of has experience at that kind of thing. Oh, shut up, Tobias grumbled. Will you explain what has been going on? Ox asked. When you get older, maybe, Marco said. Chapter 7 I wasn't lying when I told Tobias that flying as a fly is cool. I mean, in some ways, it's bad because you can't see very well, so you don't get to look around while you're flying. But nothing flies like a fly. Compared to a fly, any bird is a big, lumbering, clumsy whale. Flies can fly straight up, straight down. They can turn in less than the blink of an eye. And I'm talking a full 180-degree turn in midair, no problem. They can fly on their sides and upside down. They can do loops and figure eights. They can fly figure eights inside a small juice class. And unlike birds, flies can land on anything. Anything. Horizontal, vertical, rough, smooth, wet, dry, still or moving, living or not. They are very amazing insects. Very gross, very amazing insects. Okay, this is cool, Tobias said. Once you get past the fact that your own body makes you want to throw up. Marco feels that way about his human body, Rachel said gleefully. We had located Cassie and Rachel in the air near the dirty diaper. Ooh, don't hurt me with the chakram of your wit, Xena, Marco said. Huh? Chakram? Marco said, like any idiot should know the word. It's the metal frisbee thing Xena throws? What, are you people cultural morons? Marco loves to tease Rachel by calling her Xena, warrior princess. Which isn't a bad comparison, aside from the fact that Rachel doesn't wear a leather skirt. Marco and Rachel have a strange sort of relationship. I haven't figured out whether they pretend they can't stand each other, but secretly like and admire each other, or if they really just can't stand each other. I'm not good at understanding subtle human behavior. I kind of rely on Cassie for that. So what now? Tobias asked. Now we get on the plane, I said. But look, everyone be very careful. Use those fly instincts. Something moves toward you. Get out of the way. I can more or less see the gate, Cassie said. No, wait. I think it may be the window. That's the problem. The gate doesn't have enough contrast between light and dark for us to see it clearly. Get close to a person. Stay with that person till you're in the walkway. We can figure it out from there. I saw a human head below me. Zoomed down toward it. No! I pulled back. The guy was bald. He'd probably have felt me land. There! A woman with big hair. Excellent. I landed on hairs like starched anchor cables. I could feel the breeze blowing past as we moved slowly forward. The quality of the light changed and the sounds I heard seemed to echo. We were in the access tunnel. Then, a voice saying, 
Hello, welcome aboard. I was aboard the jet. Everyone here? I asked. They were. I breathed a sigh of relief. Actually, that's just an expression. I had no lungs. I landed on the overhead. It was perforated plastic. Lots of holes in what looked like a circular pattern. I straddled one of the holes and looked down at the people getting into their seats. Axe, keep track of the time, okay? Yes, Prince Jake. You know I don't want you to call me Prince Jake. I am not a prince. Yes, Prince Jake. I know. Good. As long as we're clear on that. We waited. And we waited. And Axe counted off the minutes. Andalites have a natural ability to keep track of time. It had been 15 minutes since we'd morphed in the men's room. Finally, I felt the deep, disturbing vibrations from the engines go higher and higher. I realized I was resting on the cover for a speaker when the flight attendant announced everyone should put on seatbelts. The sound nearly blew me off my perch. I zipped around aimlessly for a minute before coming to rest on the latch of an overhead luggage rack. How is everyone doing? I asked. Twenty minutes have elapsed, Ak said. And how long is this flight, Marco? An hour and thirty minutes. That leaves us fifteen minutes to get off the plane on the other end and demorph. That's a bit tight, Rachel observed. Yeah. There wasn't a lot to do as the plane rumbled down the runway and rose into the air. The flight was basically boring. Until they served the meal. Oh, man. You have no idea how much my fly body wanted to go down and land in that Salisbury steak and splash around in the gravy. But that would have been suicidal. You know, airline food tastes much better this way, Marco said. What? Relax, it's a meal some guy already ate. I'm in the leftovers. What? Excuse me, miss, but there seems to be a lot of flies on this plane. I heard the voice, and it was like the announcement that calls you to the principal's office. It scared me. Did everyone hear that? Hear what? Tobias said. Everyone's talking. The whole plane is... Someone just complained about the flies. About us. I'll see what I can do, sir. A second voice answered. They're going to see what they can do. I'd appreciate that. See, I am on the board of directors of this airline, and I just saw a fly land in my Salisbury steak. Marco! Yes, sir, I'll take care of it. Ax, how much time till we land? Ten minutes. Okay, everyone toward the back of the plane. Get out of first class. We took off. Six suddenly active flies. We zoomed toward the back. We zoomed crazily along the ceiling. We zoomed through the curtain that separates first class from the normal people. I figured we were safe. Then... Disturbance! I felt the air roil as a huge object came flying toward me. I stopped, turned, and shot away to my right, just as five fingers the size of redwood swept past, raising our tornado in their wake. I landed on the overhead and tried to calm my nerves. Man, that was close, I muttered. Everyone still okay? 
How much time do we have, Axe? I never heard his answer. I felt a hand coming toward me again. I sprang off the ceiling, buzzed my wings, dodged, and was hit by the second hand. The one that had been waiting for me. Ah! The hand caught me. I was pressed back against a wall of flesh. It was like being swept along by a broom. I buzzed my wings, but then I realized one wing was damaged. I couldn't get away. I saw the wall coming toward me. It was a thousand tiny images of doom in my compound eyes. And there was nothing I could do. It was one of those nightmares where you see something terrible about to happen, but you can't move or even cry out. Wham! It hit. I felt the massive hand press violently down on me. I had been swatted. Chapter 8 I was in the crack of the hand's lifeline, and because of that tiny indentation, I had not died. But I was shattered. My left wing was gone, ripped away. My right wing barely moved. I was blind in my right eye. Four of my legs were broken. But by far the worst was that my body, my green-black body, had burst open. But there was no pain. No pain. Just terror. Jake, what happened? Cassie cried. Jake, what's the matter? I... I got hit. Are you okay? Tobias asked. No, I'm busted up pretty bad. I can't fly. I can't move. I'm, I'm like stuck. Stuck to the ceiling. Oh my god. Cassie gasped. He'll be okay if he demorphs. Marco said. How is he going to demorph? Tobias demanded. He's squished on the ceiling. He demorphs. He'll be right in front of a whole planload of people. The captain has turned on the seatbelt sign. We are beginning our descent. Guys, I feel like maybe I'm getting weak. I said. Woozy, my guts are all over the place. I think I may be dying. Demorph! Cassie yelled. He can't! Marco said. He'll be seen! There are probably controllers on this plane! I don't care! It's Jake! I'm not going to let him die! My mind started wandering at this point. Like, I couldn't quite focus. I heard them arguing in my head. Voices. Voices. Jake, are you still with us? Someone demanded. I think maybe it was Tobias. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's dying. Cassie snapped. Wait, I have an idea. Good old Cassie, I thought. Good old Cassie. She was so pretty. She didn't think she was, but she was. Yeah. I remember back when I first met her. And Rachel was there. School? No, it was... It was... Suddenly, monsters all around me. I saw them loom over me, hover in the air, then land. They had huge, bulging eyes that kind of sparkled from all the tiny facets. 
They had hideous faces with these long, wild tubes coming out, like tongues that could suck. Their wings were gossamer. They grabbed me with their clawed feet. Oh, poor Jake. A voice cried desperately. Do we... do we scoop up the guts, or what? Just hurry. Jake, hang in there, man. Hang in there, man. Don't go away on us. Jake, hold on. Hold on. We'll save you. And then, a horrible jolt. Ah! Oh, man. The leg I was holding just came off. I can't hold on. Too much turbulence from everyone's wings beating at once. Don't you let him go! Don't let him go! I was floating through the air. I was kind of serene now. Kind of peaceful. Although, when I realized half my body was gone, I felt concern. But it was a far away concern. Like I was worried about something I was watching on TV. Not something that was happening to me. Okay, okay, it's the bathroom. Jake, be more! Come on, Jake. Back to human now. What were they all yelling about? Yelling and yelling and bugging me. Jake, this is Kathy. Listen to me. You have to demorph. You have to do it now. Cassie. Oh, yeah. Her. I liked her. Jake, do it. Do it now. Right now. Become human. Human? Sure. Why not? There he goes. I began to change. And as I began to change, I became stronger. I felt life flow back into me. A human being began to form, dictated by the patterns of my DNA. Submicroscopic codes, making a human being the way words made a book. The world swirled around me. Hazy images became clearer. I was in a tiny room. A very tiny room. An airplane bathroom. I caught my reflection in the mirror as a shattered fly face melted and surged and warped to become a human face. Are you okay? Rachel asked anxiously. I worked my jaw. Yeah, I said. I guess so. There were flies in the bathroom with me. And you know what was weird? My first impulse was to swat them. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel, and uh, there's not really any sort of new news for you this week. Um, just thanks for listening. Uh, if, if you liked what you heard and you use Apple Podcasts, be sure to uh, give me a rating and review on there if, if you would like to. I'd appreciate it. Uh, you can find this podcast and all the other things I do on theapocalypse.com. That's the apocalypse. It's like apocalypse, but with a D. If you can't tell, I'm kind of tired right now. So let's, let's just power through. Um, you can reach me at audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. If you'd like to share some thoughts, ask a question, tell me your favorite color, whatever. I'm here to chat. Uh, that's all I have this week. So. You know, hang in there, and I'll see you next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.